Hey there, my name is Jackie Ray, my guest, Daryl Bradley, and welcome to something we are calling the early days. Are you an entrepreneur maybe that sat in your basement 20 years ago thinking of things you could do to start a business? Or maybe you want to start a new product line, or maybe you've been in it for 20 years and you want to expand. We're going to start from the early days and, and I know you're going to get some wonderful pieces of advice where you're going to go, mm, I'm glad they talked about that. But first, let's get to know you a little bit better, Daryl. Tell us about your business. Yeah, thanks, Jackie. I, uh, so I run a Bradson promotional group. We do promotional products, team apparel, corporate apparel. Uh, based out of Edmonton here, um, Bradson promotional group's been in operation for about nine years. I've actually been in the business for about 17 years. Um, I love what I do. It's something different every day. Um, it's not just a cliche of cups and you know, pens and coffee cups type of thing. It's a little bit of everything. Obviously, you know, websites, stores, uh, corporate apparel um, programs, merch, merchandise is the big kind of buzzword. So it's, uh, it's fun, something different every day and there's a big variety of clients that we're dealing with. It's not just, you know, small clients dealing. Yes, we'll there you go, there you go. Cheers. The little glass. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's fun, you know, there's, um, there's just a big variety and I'm not just doing the same thing every day. So it's, uh, I really enjoy it. Are you a born and raised Edmontonian? I am actually just outside of Edmonton, so in Sherwood Park. Um, kind of live in the bubble is what we call it and sort of always sort of stayed right in that sort of within two, three kilometers of each other. Pretty tight-knit family. Um, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur himself, so I always kind of knew, even being in this industry, that at some point in time, I'm going to need to own my own business and uh, be able to build and grow. And here we are, you know, almost that 10-year anniversary for Bradson, and uh, I love it every minute. So let's go back to 17 years ago, yeah. though, where it began, because those are the early days of your thinking, okay, it was it a promo company you were working for? It was, okay. yeah. So I used to, I was a, a personal banker before. So I did the mortgages, loans, lending, all that type of stuff. And I wanted to continue to work my way up in the banks. I knew that I had aspirations of being, you know, bigger, better, kind of always continuing to grow. And just an opportunity came, back, uh, came up at a time where there was a promo company, there was an individual and his spouse was going to school at night class with my spouse and they were on some projects together. So we got to know each other a little bit. And he sort of said, hey, I'm looking to hire a couple of people. I says, well, don't hire two people, just hire one, right? So one thing led to another. We sort of got a conversation, and it was a really good fit. So uh, we just sort of jumped feet first into there. And I mean, early days was, you know, learning the industry, trying to understand all the different codes of pricing, trying to understand who my potential clients will be, and certainly nervous, you know, a little bit of that cold calling you had to do at the time. And, and, uh, and start to build and grow. I was lucky that at that time that the, the previous owner... Um, was starting to retire so I was able to accumulate a little bit of a business and book a business and then eventually just kind of kept going and going and going. Um, you know Fort McMurray became a big, big uh, book for me. I knew oh, there was an opportunity okay. up there so I started traveling to Fort McMurray once a month type of thing and, and building on those types of clients and going up to site and again, again really neat right like I get to go right down into the site of the Suncor oil you know, and here I am, guys, slugging my bags and backpacks. I'm not an oil worker by any stretch and kind of going on the bus and into the towns and, and, and getting used to it. And that's how I started to build my book of business. It was, it was fun. And that's okay. And you think about that as you're building a company, you have to sit there and think, okay, well, who am I going to target? And that was when you look at Fort McMurray, right? That's, yeah. Oh, there's, there's the odd dollar up there, I've heard. There was. <laughs> and it was obviously at the time, too, um, there became a point in time where dollars didn't really matter to the to the clients right they just needed the product tomorrow or within three days so there was air shipping costs there was you know 
PO was being written. You'd come into the office and we'd have just a huge, you know, orders already sitting there. All you had to do was fulfill it. I mean, not all you had to do, but I mean, you had to build the relationship in the first place. But there was certainly some return on that uh, that that time that you put into it, and it was it was it was it was really well, right? So now, when you start Bradson, then why did you start that business? As, at a certain point in time, uh, working for somebody else, um, we started in those conversations of what does it look like for me to be a partner. Even from day one, I always knew that I wanted to be partner in the company or be an entrepreneur. So. You know, a little bit of that pushing and what does this look like and over time and eventually just came to the realization that, you know what, the partnership opportunity wasn't there in that existing company. So I sort of had to take a step back. I had to walk away to leave a whole bunch of the business on the table and I had to start fresh. Luckily, I had quite ingrained relationships that a bunch of the clients were able to seek me out and be able to kind of follow with me. But I also worked really hard at that time to build my new book of business. I let all of the Fort McMurray business go Right, and I just solely focused on what I did here and my networks here and started to build again and started to grow from here. Right, I did then also look at acquisition. Right, so there was another couple of companies that were looking at maybe being a partner and looking to get out of it themselves. So that was a, a way to obtain a little bit more business. Um, but, uh, and then, uh, then from there, I started looking at property and wanted to, I was in the West End, so 45 minute drive from home. And I knew at that point, no, I've got to get closer to home. So now I've, I'm 10, 12 minutes away from, from my house, so it's a, it's a nice fit. So think when you're, you're starting a business too, there, I would think, okay, you've got to sign your first lease. So there's le- legal things you have to look at when you're starting that type of business now, because you've come yeah. from something, an existing business, now you're starting from scratch, really. Yeah. yeah. So let's say, what did you do? Yeah, so I do credit, uh, there's of course the networking group, the BNI uh, networking group. I joined a networking group and right away I started finding my insurance broker, my corporate insurance, my accountant I had. You know, there were several professions that were within that, you know, close-knit networking group that I was able to rely on and lean on that, okay, how do I run a business now? You know, my, my dad, again, being an entrepreneur, was able to give me a little bit of advice, but from the business professional side of, side of things, that was, that was definitely a benefit. Um, so I did the BNI networking for about three years until such time that I sort of felt like my book of business and my look was getting a little bit larger from what I was maybe getting out of the BNI. But at that point in time, I had all the relationships, a lot of people and all of that, that legal team in place that I knew that, okay, I'm doing something right here. And that's the challenge as, a, as an entrepreneur is you're sort of unsure if I'm allowed to be doing what I'm doing. Right, so you have this little bit of insecurity, and I still have those insecurities, but sort of, I, I, I attribute it to that, well, if nobody's coming and telling me that I can't be doing it, then I must be okay to do it, right, <laughs> is sort of the way that I roll on sometimes. Until the government's coming and asks for money, then, you, you know. Then we you, got a problem. You, you got a problem, but you kind of keep on going and keep going, and one foot forward, and growing, and getting accounts, and hey, now you've got clients, and clients are paying the invoices. You know, you've got GST filing, you're filing that. You know, you've got your employee remittances. All these things that you have to learn and go along, right? But again, it's the whole, if nobody's coming back and saying you're doing it wrong, you must be doing something right, right? So in those early days, was there one where you went, oh, man, I wish I knew that? Yeah, I'm not so sure. I mean, many different times. <laughs> I, I don't know one specific, um, but there were certainly some times like even just hiring employees and even, you know, employee contracts, you know, the health benefits, the, you know, the different types of the way to structure them, the way to sign them, to, wait, you know, what, what do they need, right? 
I learned early on a big lesson actually a few years back was uh, contentment versus resentment, right? It's trying to find the wins where they are rather than the losses where they aren't, right? And that's the whole focus on the positive versus the negative, right? It's too easy to get caught up into the negative things and start to think that, oh, well, this isn't good or somebody's complaining about this, somebody's complaining, but they're really not complaining, right? So you have to find the positive of things, right? For example, it was, and again, I'll be honest, it was my employees, right? It was a hard time. Um, they never really ever said thank you to me, right? And I sort of felt like, why? I keep giving and giving and giving and giving, but they never really say thank you back to me. But what I learned was the thank you is by them showing up to work, right? They're coming in every day. That's their thank you. So I had to recognize where the wins were rather than where the losses weren't. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. that's life. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and that's driven me now for the last number of years since I've learned that that I don't focus on the little things that can bring you down. You have to know that there's all the wins out there, and you have to be able to recognize where the win is. Right, and it may not be right in front of you. It may not be simply Jackie saying, "Oh, Daryl, you're doing an amazing job. You're fantastic. You're doing great." Right. It's the client asking you for another opportunity or for another product. Right, hey, they're emailing you back. Can I get some shirts now? Can I get some jackets now? Can I get some mugs now? That's their thank you, right? So you have to, yeah. you have to recognize the wins where they are. So in those early days, obviously now you've, okay, you've had an accountant, but your, your staff is growing, and that's always challenges too because there's uh, occupational health and safety issues, there's uh, legal challenges. It, yeah. How did you deal with that initially? You know, I'm just a, I'm, I'm very easygoing when it comes to my employees. So in a way, I sort of let them dictate how they want to operate their time and day and their schedule, right? Even when it comes to their compensation package, um, you know, I'm very flexible. Let's just talk about what is going to work for them because I want them to stay with me long term. I'm only, a, I only have six employees. So I'm not a 150 and I'm not a big, massive corporate structure that I need to be having you know, full HR departments. I'm the HR department, I'm the health and safety department, I'm everything, right? We don't really have a manager, right? There's one person. Welcome to the world of a small business yeah, owner, Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. right? So it's really, you know, making sure that they're comfortable with their time. Uh, and then even through, you know, the COVID years and even, you know, it's, do you want to work from home? You know, how often do you want to work from home? And really, to me, it doesn't really matter as long as you're doing your job. And at the beginning of the year, or we have our checkpoints, you know, you're, if you're doing what you say you're going to do, then I'm totally fine with it, right? I, if you want to take more time off, you want to go holidays with the, with the family and the kids, that's fine. But are you fulfilling your duties that you said you were going to do in the first place? And in my world, it ultimately comes down to either sales or graphic design or accounting side of thing. So. so let's talk about that then. So the early days, was it just promotional items? And now you've, sounds like you've expanded your business. Yeah, so early on, actually, we tried to do a little bit of the silent auction, kind of find, trying to find where's the revenue going to come from, right? Um, and we started to get into the silent auction sort of consignment world, right? So I would buy a whole bunch of sports memorabilia or I'd buy a bunch of products at wholesale. And then we'd want to set up at these at the, the silent auctions, right? And anything over a certain dollar amount, then of course that charity or that people would 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 earn. Um, quickly realized that's not a business I want to be in because now I'm going to be having to carry a whole bunch of inventory mm -hmm. that doesn't sell. So again, just learning the different things and learning what worked and learning what the niche is, and having to sort of stick to your guns a little bit. Um, but then also, you know, diversifying into something that makes you interested. You know, I'm a five pin bowler. Right. Yeah, just if you were a curler, I would have went, yeah. yeah, no, yeah I, but yeah. you're a heck of a five-pin yeah, bowler. Yeah, and I, wow. uh, so we just hosted a national tournament here. But part of that five-pin bowling is now 
we do all of the sublimated shirts. So all the jerseys that everybody wears, my company's the one doing that. So that's sort of outside the regular scope of promotional items or user service awards. Um, and then we get into, of course, team jackets. And then we get into team luggage bags. Well, now we get into the merchandise. So that's sort of been a secondary segment of what we do um, that my name and the company name sort of gets a lot of recognition. But from a percentage side of the business, it's really only like a 5% of the whole book of business. But it really gives me a little bit of an elevated look of, of you know, oh, you're the boulder. You do all the shirts. You do this, right? So it's, it's fun, but it's, uh, it's not all of what we do. <laughs> well, and do you find that as you, you uh, when you're starting in business like that, your cash flow, too. It's, it's all about cash flow. And, and you talked about not wanting yeah. to carry a bunch of stock. That's, that's got to be a little bit on the stressful side. Yeah, cash flow, and that's learning, you know, and working well with your bank, right? Again, mm -hmm. being a former banker, I had a bit of an understanding of, A, the personal finances, but then I also worked closely with some of the business banking departments, and, and they've been, you know, obviously lifesavers and being able to have, you know, lines of credit. You know, a lot of times, too, with our suppliers in our world, um, is that we'll have to either pay them up front, if it's a first-time supplier, we'll have to pay them up front, right? And then we can establish some credit terms. So it's definitely a big challenge in managing cash flow. Um, and then, because our clients, for example, they might have been working with us for a year or two years already. So it's, I don't really want to ask them for money up front, right? So then I'll have to just use my cash. And sometimes, too, these clients are, you know, they run ARs and, or, you know, 60 days, 90 days, sometimes 120, depending who it is. So we're having to carry all of that for a bit. So that's, that's definitely, and still is an ongoing struggle, right, of having to manage cash flow and having to, you know, <laughs> big, big accounts receivable and, you know, having to pay a lot of money up front and then until we establish the credit terms. But I think we've got it pretty good under control, but it's, it's always the yeah, thing, okay. right? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and with the supply issues, did that hurt you at all the last few years? Yes, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. certainly. And, you know, a couple of clients too, um, you know, overseas, right? We deal with an overseas uh, factory, so they might ship everything. And that's why I have a big warehouse now, is that so we can store and we can warehouse everything. So, for example, I've got, you know, 30 different, 30 pallets of a product right now sitting in my warehouse waiting for the client. My, I learned five years ago, six years ago, when I first struck the deal with the client, is that I didn't make them pay for it right away. So it was, again, learning experience. And you only have to pay for what you use. And I'll hold the rest until you need them again. Well, that's now a year later or two years later they didn't have to use them. So when we struck the second deal, it was a little bit more favorable on my, my terms is that, no, you're going to pay a little bit more up front. I'll just store them for you now. So we've, I've learned that too, right? <laughs> you, you sometimes extend a, a hand. Um, it, doesn't go to, it doesn't burn you. It built a relationship, and now we're in a good place where I can be a single source vendor and I don't have to go through the whole process. But it, there's some learning, learning challenges for sure. When you have a, a small business uh, like Bradson Promotional Group and, and with... Do you want to expand more than from your six employees that you have now? What, what is your vision now? Yeah, so that's a good question. Right now, I'm actually in the middle of uh, some negotiations of acquisition. Um, and that, that's where we have in our industry, there's a, there's, you know, I don't want to call them that they're, they're aging a little bit. And they're looking at what's the exit? Is it a family member? Is it a competitor? What does it look like? So we're, we're, we're discussing that, right? And I'd love to increase it. The challenge is, you know, people that have been in the industry, they understand the, the, the learning curve, they know the products, they have a book of business. So that's the, that's the growth plan now, is, is growing by acquisition. Okay. Right? So there's another company that they might have five employees that maybe it's time for them to come on board. 
right, I've got a big enough warehouse, right, we've expanded, we've got more office space, so yes, absolutely, that's what I'm looking to do. I don't necessarily want to end up being, you know, 30, 40, 50 employees, but a good 10 to 12 to 15 would be a good number. You know, I already feel like myself, we're already at, within the Edmonton region, a top five promotional product supplier, distributor. Um, so I feel like I'm in a good space and I don't necessarily need to be the number one, right? I understand that and it's contentment, resentment, right? I don't need to be number one, but I'm happy continuing the growth pattern and, uh, and continue to have success for sure. I can tell probably by our conversation that you're a big person on relationship building too. Is That's a huge part of your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's, it's a foundation to be honest with you. And I don't want to be just a transactional seller. I really like to be friends with my clients. And I feel like we really have, you know, you can come golfing with me, you can come out to the lake with me, you know, we can sit on the deck and have a beer, right, type of thing. Um, and then the business comes from it, right? And I'm not certainly one, two, to come in, what I used to call it, you know, it was guns a-blazing and to start putting my name in this and this and this. You know, I've got, you know, part of a networking group, part of, you know, a couple of different things. But it's, you know, eventually people like me and they'll start asking for some business or starting to get an opportunity but I don't want to be the guy that's coming in waving the flag. <laughs> you know, it, it'll come. Right? Yeah, I or trust, you're at the I bowling trust. alley and, hey, we want yeah. to see our new promo line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They already know where to find me at the bowling alley. <laughs> they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah, okay yeah. at the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you would, uh, you know, for the uh, entrepreneurs or small business owner that, that they're just thinking about getting going, and as you look at your journey that you've had over these last uh, nine years, do you have some tips that you would offer to somebody just starting out? Yeah, I think first it's just you got to be patient, right? You can make a little list of some of the key things that you need to know and understand. And those would be the, you know, the employees. What does it come with the government rules, remittances, your GST filing, understanding those dates that you need to be guaranteeing and hitting. Um, and then from there, just knowing who your market is, right? Be, be specific to who it is. Um, don't try to be, do something too big, right, and too broad and too many different things, right? Be specific about what you're, be, be intentional, right? Um, and, and just be patient. It'll, it'll come, right? Trust yourself. Great advice from somebody was, uh, was what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, I, I met with somebody before I started my company, um, a, a really good friend, trusting, again, dinner club friend, and I had, hey, I'm looking at leaving my company. I'm looking at starting my own. And type of thing, and he says to me, um, "Well, what's the worst can happen?" Well, in a year, I, you know, I guess the worst could happen is I have no clients, and I, I'm bankrupt, or I'm, the government's coming after me. And he says, "That's never going to happen." He says, "I know you well enough. Trust yourself. The worst thing that's going to happen in his mind was that we're sitting here a year from now having the exact same conversation, right?" And that was the moment that I needed. Says, "You know what? You're right. And if I have somebody like this that is as successful as he is, giving me those advice, it's not. You're not going to fail." The failure will be you not trying it and not doing it and not continuing to push because then, then you'll know. But get your ducks in a row, right? write a few little list things of some of the, the key things that you need to know from a government standpoint, from a payroll standpoint, right? so you're ready to go and then just start going. Yeah, because I, I, I think for you, uh, if, if, with the business now nine years later, you must be really proud of what you, you've accomplished. And I love that you're already yeah. looking to the future. But you had to start small, and you were focused right from the beginning that, hey, okay, Fort McMurray's gone, I'm going to start here in Edmonton. Yeah, right? we had to restart everything. Yeah. You know, a couple of my employees had to restart from scratch. Um, but again, it's trust in our own ability that we're going to be able to be successful. And, you just, and we are. We're very successful. We're continuing to grow. I own my building, um, so I'm, I'm happy, and I, you know, where the next 20 years is going to go, we're 
we're going to be a good, good spot for sure. Oh, I love it. Well, we'll toast it with yes, the promotional glasses. Thank you very, very <laughs> much. You. Fascinating. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.